Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast where, you know, Jeff, it's time that we put the consumer first in real estate. And so this is why we've started the podcast so that we can interview agents, we can talk to agents, we can talk to top producers and figure out how they're going about putting the consumer first in their business, what they're doing to differentiate themselves. And today is a very special day. Well, you mean because it's episode 90 of The Solution? Episode 90? Man, time flies when you're having fun. (laughs) Jeff Seabach, my co-host, welcome to the program. Thank you. I am super excited to uh, have our guest today because he is, uh, I guess, easy to exude in his leadership in the industry. I have no idea what that means, but what I do know <laughs> is that his name is Jason Mitchell. Let's give him a round of applause. Thank, Thank you, sir. Welcome, you. welcome I mean, to the show. I mean, you know what it takes about five months to get somebody on to come on. It's, it's a pretty important guest. Welcome to The Solution, a real estate podcast hosted by Jeff Seabot and Phil Sexton. It's time to put the consumer first in real estate. Our podcast offers state-of-the-art internet tactics and lead conversion methods. We teach you how to become a better realtor and a more valued resource that your sphere will want to use. This episode is brought to you by Agent Truth. It is a real real estate agent coaching business. If you're looking on how to survive as a part-time agent or a full-time agent, how to increase your business, go to agenttruth.com. Again, that's (laughs) agenttruth.com. Now, even though in our world, being the, you know, Phoenix, Arizona real estate market, everybody knows his name, I just have a feeling that there's people out there that might not know that he closed, he and his group, the Jason Mitchell group, last year closed two hundred and ninety two million dollars worth of residential Woo! real estate. Is that uh, is that biggest guest yet? It's second uh, uh, close. Rob Ellerman out of Kansas City. Uh, though he's got new home accounts. Similar yes. to the, the you have a different level of partnerships that I can't wait to talk about it, but he three hundred thirty million pretty pretty it's a lot of Pretty business. Pretty good. It's yes. a lot of business. Jason's team, your group, you did 776-ish yep, transactions last year. Yep. last year. The Phoenix Business Journal named you the number one real estate team in the Phoenix Metropolitan Marketplace, right? Last year. Last year. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, the f- same Phoenix Business Journal named Jeff Seabach the number one residential real estate agent? Right, only because they wouldn't let Jason have two categories. Okay. <laughs> okay. So I'm sitting here with two number one real estate agents, according to the Phoenix Business Journal. This is wonderful. Hey-o! Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Wow. And my name's Phil. I'm also here in the room. <laughs> all right, so Jason, you've been in the business 16 years. We know that you've got relationships, and that's a big secret of your, or not secret, but... um method of your success. And so we're going to get into asking you questions about that. But our viewers might be wondering, or our listeners might be wondering, they recognize your voice a little bit because they've seen, I don't know, the TV show Selling Scottsdale. Yeah, that was a while back. Yeah, Maybe maybe they watched HGTV, uh, A Sale of Two Cities. Yeah, that was a fun one. Also featured on those. And I think uh, Jeff Seabach named you the best looking male agent at my home group. Not in the XP. 
at my own I may be up there at my own. Uh, all right. Uh, I'm wilting, so oh. I'm losing my luster. But oh, I'm doing just good. fine. You're doing just I fine. have to, I'm going to self-proclaim that that was the best intro I've ever given anybody. So anyway, <laughs> let's, get, let's get into real estate talk. And uh, Jeff Seabock. Okay, so got? we're going to go a little bit different way. Because I know that, I mean, so I wrote a blog on uh, agenttruth.com talking about what I'm calling the shift 2.0. And it is... I mean, Jason's put an exclamation point on number four, and that's talking about how relationships are losing to partnerships. So in in the blog that I wrote, I was talking about how relationships, meaning companies as larger and larger companies start to dominate the marketplace, where it used to be real estate brokerages did. But now we have Zillow, we have Realtor.com, Yahoo, we have Homelight, and then we have Rocket Mortgage, and we have Open Door, and we have OfferPad. As these companies have come in, those agents that have worked diligently to develop partnerships with them are getting the deals getting a first crack at those deals. And now, unfortunately, if you're relying on your relationship and not worried about upping your game, now you're competing against Jason Mitchell, number one, 760 deals a year agent, competing against you doing five deals or eight deals and hoping that Aunt Marge is gonna go with you versus him. And as we're making that comparison, so I think we should talk to him a little bit about, you know, where did you have the vision? I mean, like now, I mean, now you're on top of the mountain with it, but like, tell us a little bit how about the climb. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I had an opportunity. Um, you know, we have a lot of great partnerships and, uh, now, um, how, how many on a large scale, we probably have eight to 10 powerhouse relationships. Our biggest client is Quicken Loans. Um, as everyone knows, um, and, uh, and Rocket Homes. And I've been with them for a decade and uh, they were my first partnership and they've become my biggest partnership. And I also have other great partnerships as well, but that happens to be our biggest client. And they are- Meaning you do the most amount of deals from them is the yeah. defining biggest, right? Yeah, okay. yeah, we do a lot. We'll do over 500 deals this year with them alone. Last year we did awesome. 350, so a lot. Yeah. Um, and so we have a marriage with them and uh, it's been phenomenal. But when I first had the opportunity to work with them. You know, I was a solo agent, you know, and I would get one or two leads a month and I'd close one deal, then two deals. And then as I started to build more trust with them, they started trusting me with a little bit more business. So I hired a buyer's agent and then I built the tech because to me, I saw an opportunity to where the only way I could harness agents out there and give them value was to be able to provide the ability to receive a high quality lead instantaneously to their phone, start the communication process, start prospecting, create a transactional experience, create a closing experience. And it took years. I mean, it took me over three years to build. And we still build it, right? Like we Always but, a work in progress. Correct. Yeah. You when you that. say build the tech, what, like describe what do you mean by that? Okay, what's, so, what's the tech? So our, our, our proprietary system is called Camp. That's what we call it. And I built it on the Infusionsoft platform. And if you're familiar, like with any software, with any thing that you start, you basically start from scratch and you got to build it all out which was really actually one of the coolest things that I've done because I built me, I built our entire system and I built it, uh, the girl I was building it with at Infusionsoft at the time, I ended up hiring her four years ago and she now works for us. So she, she and I had built our entire system. So when I have to bring out a new partnership, relationship, a new funnel, a new campaign, she's done it so many times. Sure. Now. Now we're in multiple states, so we have to do multiple applications for what we do, but we got a sandbox where we just go in and we plug away and 
Um, but and so, so, like, does that mean that your partners actually enter the opportunity into that tech campaign, or do they send it to you however depends. they want to, and it then you enter it? It depends. Into like that. some of it, some of it we parse and we instantly go and round robin. That mean they shoot you an email and then you suck the yep. data out of it. Yeah. Okay. Some of them, and then some of them are manual where yep. we'll get a lead in, and then we have a communications team. So we have three people there. We call it our client experience team. One of them is basically the air traffic controller. So her job is to make sure that as we're getting in leads, that they're getting put into the right campaigns, the right lead sources, following up, making sure agents are, are identifying those. And then we have another guy, uh, his name's Ryan. He follows up the day after, makes sure that they're sitting in the right stage and basically saying, did you touch base with your agent? Have you had an opportunity? And then right. he, he runs from there. But, but so did you touch base with your agent? So he is a corporate employee for lack of a better phrase, yep. that is then reaching out to the lead to make sure that your independent contractor is doing what they should be doing. That's right. I love that touch point. Yeah. From the consumer standpoint, we do I love it, that we, yeah. we do it from a consumer standpoint so the consumer feels taken care of, like, hey, I have more than my agent looking out for me. But we also do it because we want to make sure, because you guys know this, it's very difficult sometimes for agents to actually follow rules. And like move stages. Wait a well, minute. Hold okay. on. Hold no, on. No, no, no. Hold on. We're all agents here in the room. Wait. No. 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 None of us are rule followers. No. 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 So, what okay. he's speaking to is what I, I is why the growth of the team has emerged is that agents are generalists at nature and they're used to you know going doing a little bit of everything and kind of can hard time staying focused right because you're really in charge of too many tasks as an agent. And that, you know, he's saying that he's utilized a team much like we have, and that's getting someone to make sure each point is covered to check every box along the way to make sure the client is satisfied. That's right. Because, you know, if if you get a lead sent to your phone, when you get a lead, it says, hey, you have a lead, check your inbox. We make them check their inbox because there's more detail, right? So they have to go in. Then they see the lead source. They see... Is there a little rocket on the text message? <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow there will be. Tomorrow there will be. So, um, so when it'll tell them the lead source that sent us the file, and then from there, they can you know they'll call and reach out and do whatever they need to do. However, that doesn't necessarily mean they've gone into our CRM to move the stage to either made contact or attempted con or attempted mm. contact. So we want to make sure that our in-house team is doing that because. Once you start moving milestones, different messages Action. get sent to the client, right? right? And so we're trying to create that experience for the client, but also holding ourselves accountable to ensuring that people are sitting in the right stages where they need to. Wow. I love yeah. that. I mean, internally, we used Infusionsoft for about a year and a half. Um, it's such a complex thing, but I, I know that you've, I've heard you speak on other podcasts saying that that is the key to CRM to, to your success. No question. I mean, listen, we'll do, right now, this year, we have... We have 300, I think it's 342 new files this year already in 2019. And I have two processors, I have an office manager, and I have an ops director. And that's it because the tech, we have, we have 281 files in escrow right now for 107 million right now today. I just looked at it. I look at it like 100 times a day probably like you do. But my point is because of the tech, because it's constantly telling you when an agent does something and they move to a milestone, right. whoever needs to touch the file can touch the file. So they get a task and they get a trigger and they know to go in. And once they're in the file, they have check boxes that they have to check off. So we've just kind of become an assembly line. And that's the thing is our staff does the same thing every time, every day, right? So they're just accustomed to it. They can do it in their sleep. So we can really just continue to grow because everyone, the system, the tech, no matter who we put in there, it, it will alert who needs to be alerted at the appropriate time. 
Right. So, the, I mean, this brings up my second question because it, it sounds like perfect, right? But the, I know that in dealing with agents, because this is just speaking to some of the larger teams that we have out there listening, or just in anyone sending leads to agents, our challenge in 2017 and 18, it wasn't a challenge, it was just a booming market and everything was great, skippy skippy, is that all of a sudden you get used to just, here's another deal, here's another deal, and it almost becomes paralyzing to them can be it, i mean it's, we saw it happen because now as you start to see the shift or we saw the shift in the market i'm wondering if you do but only due to your partnership maybe you're not seeing the shift as much and that's where the consumer is kind of uh i don't know if it's pushing away but just almost flat out lying to us being like i don't need you i'm good i'm good until oh no i want you now at the property at three o'clock or i'm not going to work with you so there's two sides <laughs> to where i see this where this comes into play with relationships and partnerships, the main thing that comes from it is quality. We get quality leads. We get quality consumers that we can work with. The higher top of the funnel you go, the less quality that lead becomes. And so we do buy top of funnel leads still. You sure. Know, we play that game. We scrub them out and then we'll distribute. We never give our agents something that hasn't been scrubbed. But because of the partnerships, our average, if you take an aggregate of every lead that we ingest, we close 17% of those leads. Wow. Out of everybody now, companies. Is there? Are, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's like seventeen percent. I'm, I'm going to go with roughly about four times the average agent. I mean, yeah. that's un, a, that is un, So uh, here's the deal. If you're not convinced that you should have better partnerships, that's it. Repeated. Yeah. No, but that's it. So like when you have when you have client when you have partners that do a lot of that heavy lifting for you, but rely you specifically for boots on the ground to close and be trusted. Yeah, it's amazing. It's amazing yeah. how that ratio goes up. And then in turn, what that creates is a very low attrition rate because for our agents, for agents, because yeah. our arbitrage is three and a half to one. So for every agent, now some of them are higher um, and some of them are a little bit lower. But what I'm, what I mean by that is we will, you will close an average of three and a half of our team leads with your one self gen. And I have some hitters on my team. And so when you can exchange that kind of return, then people seem to follow the way that you want them to do things, right? Yeah. And then in exchange for that, as they grow their book of business, and as, you know, I have agents with you for years and years and years. So now they have, you know, 200, 300 team leads that have closed. All the business that, that, that comes from that is all self-gen business, which they get a higher split on. Right. Yeah, but all that, when, yeah. you, when you bring all that back to why, why is this? Because of quality. Because we have quality, and quality shares up so many things on a team. As long as you have, you have the ability to track everything, manage everything, quality cures a lot of problems. And so that's why, again, going back to our niche, our niche now is we say, look, there's no one that can give you the visibility, the tech, the brand, the support, and the, the visibility of a trusted partner like we can because we've mastered that referral process sure. of being boots on the ground, right? Yeah. And so that's my job now. That's why I'm traveling the country like crazy, just meeting new partnerships, creating new relationships so we can grow and grow in different markets too. So I, I mean, love it. Yeah. I'm curious and I know that you want to continue down the relationship thing, but and or no, we're done real with that. We're gonna thing. move on to some other things. Yeah. What I'm curious on is when you you're the visionary. Right? Are you the visionary in your business? Definitely. Absolutely. So when you look at camp there's things you're like, I wish it did this. Always. What's the next, like, what's the big one where, with me right now, I've got, I wish our system would do this or that. Yeah. I'm curious. Well, I'm always coming up with like, and you guys do the same thing, I'm sure. Like, you'll wake up at 2 a.m. and you'll have ideas, right? And yeah. Then, right? So, 
Yeah. There's a lot. There's it's usually three thirty for me, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is even worse. I'm still, right? I'm yeah. still, I got enough wine in me at two o'clock. I'm still asleep. <laughs> <laughs> My like eight that. month old makes it until three thirty. So. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. No, there's always we're always look whether or not we're adding partnerships. Mm-hmm. Whether or not you think of like one of the things that we're doing right now. Um, and the implementation becomes a little bit slower because we have multiple states that we have to ingest in all these different applications within. Implementation. I'm, just, I just, I'm just amazed that he can do it with so few people. Implementation always becomes slower the bigger you get. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's just the reality. But the nice of thing is, like, so right now we're working on awareness stuff. And so for our, well, there's a lot of stuff we're working on. But one of the things we're doing right now is awareness. So when an agent gets a lead now, we're, you know, we have different incentive programs, we have different things. So we're creating, we're creating visibility within when the lead gets distributed, who the lead source is, what the incentive is tied to. A lot of our partners are offering their own incentives. So now it's every lead that comes in, we're making sure that our agents have full awareness on exactly what's going on with that specific lead source. And then from there, it's also building out like, if I have to, like with our CET team, our client experience team, we have to build out certain internal forms because we use automation. So what Sally does is different than what Brian does. And when they hang up the phone, different things trigger when you end that call, right? Like Grace speaking with you, sorry I didn't speak with you but still outlining the foreshadowing the rest of the process. Right. Right. So we're constantly building out different messages based on the result of a conversation that they don't have to send an email. You just click a button and it Gone. takes care of it. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's just getting better. And that was one of the cool things that I liked about Infusionsoft is, and what you've put on top of it is their platform is so customizable where some systems that you use, you can only communicate outbound from the person that's assigned to them. Mm-hmm. Where Infusionsoft, it's infinite. You can communicate outbound from you, even if you're not the one that was assigned to that file. And that was one of the pieces that I really liked about it. You know, it, look, looking back, quite frankly, looking back, I mean, we're in Infusionsoft. Like, we can't go backwards now. Yeah, yeah. We're there now. Yeah, yeah. But I, I should have did it on Salesforce. I really should have. Because it. there's so many different integrations, APIs. And as you know, we have Shebang, right? So our team... I should, thought they well, used can't Shebang. Shebang. Sh- no, because ours oh. is so custom. Shebang oh. is... Shebang, you can build it and customize it. Got it. But Shebang created from our Mitchell Group core, right? From our right. core. Okay. I, I founded Shebang. And that's why, you know, in two weeks when we have... Well, the- be honestly, I mean, if you're looking to sell a CRM... You can't build it for Jason Mitchell doing 500, 700, 1,000 deals, 1,200 deals, right? Or you're going to sell one a year. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's you and Terrell. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 You have to build it for people that are going to do 10 deals, 15 deals, 20 deals, 30 deals, because that's the core of What we did is we took... I mean, smart. The, 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 and, and Shebang now is on Salesforce. That's our big announcement in a couple of weeks. So we moved Shebang from Infusionsoft to Salesforce. Oh, wow. And we did that because you are limited within the Infusionsoft platform for custom, customization, being able to tweak your emails if you with the licensing. There's also API limitations. Like Salesforce, it's unlimited what you can yeah. do. Reporting. So right. and, and Shebang 2.0 now on Salesforce, no matter what leads come in, we can identify the source and we can pull a report to tell you all your conversion ratios, how much money you're spending, all within Shebang now. And so it's really powerful what we're building with, with Shebang. And so, and, and because we had, and that's the problem that I face now that we're, like our, what we've built in terms of our camp is such a monster that to put it on Salesforce would take, not only would it take a, a long time, it would cost a significant amount of capital. Well, like, and if you don't need to license it to different people, then you right. run across so the So we'll actually, problems. believe it or not, the product that's, I don't want to say it's, yeah, it is better. The 
Shebang 2.0 in terms of efficiencies, in terms of interface, yeah. is certainly better than our camp. But my own software, I won't be using. I'll be using an Infusionsoft software because yeah. we built it out so right. so massively, right? But um, anyways, yeah. So, but the tech was so important because the tech changes everything. It, it creates less overhead. It creates, and everyone uses it. We have all our training videos and everything that you need. And we made it efficient because the minute you sign on, whether it's Shebang or the Mitchell Group, all the content's done. All the text messages done. All the emails are done. Like. We don't want our agents to get involved with it. Like, let us, we've already taken care of everything. There's no, yeah. just. We know this gets a 37% response rate. Right. We've tested other messages that get less. We're sticking with this one. Even like in the transaction, like our transactional experience becomes critical too. So when someone goes into escrow, they get a text and an email. Congratulations. Right? Three days prior to their inspection period, your inspection period is coming to an end. Please contact your agent if you have any information, blah, blah, blah. After the inspection period is over, we foreshadow the remaining process. Then we survey. How are we right. doing? Then we introduce our concierge service where we'll transfer their bills, utilities, some of our other partnerships like ADT offering, you know, everybody gets a free ring doorbell when they close with us. And then ADT will discount their services. Our moving partners, muscular moving men, giving them discounts with their move. So we'll make these introductions as an added value play to <clears throat> what we do at the appropriate time. Yeah. So you know, because awesome. you don't want to hit somebody like you go and ask them next thing you know, hey, I'm from insurance. Hey, I'm the mover. Hey, I'm the whatever. Like you have to be tactful. <clears throat> Yes. With, with what you do. I mean, yes. one, one of the other items I wrote about is interesting because I have a question for you. Because I guess because of the amount of volume that he does, because we, we go with, Phil's going to write a book one day. It's called uh, PBTI, People Believe the Internet. But because of all of your, like, do you worry about reviews then? Like, do, do you still try and get that? Or because um, you don't really have to be as concerned about that because of the amount of volume you do? Because there is a benefit. I mean, we have a benefit of walking in being um, with the amount of deals that we do. Then it, you're you're not as questioned as much, right? When you sell seven hundred houses, they're not like, "Well, tell me about what you do." Like, are you good at it or not? Right? Like, it, well, I I think there's pluses and minuses to the reviews, and that goes back to your point on the timing because we hit them the day after we clear the inspection report. We send a survey, and why do we do it then? Because typically, that's a good point of the process. We just agreed to all repairs. We're moving forward. Right. Like if I sent that and they're like going back and forth with the buyer and seller and it's not going to work right. out, right. that's right. not the time to give right. you yeah. a, right. an answer, yeah. right? So we try to be tactful when we send out and the timing on that. To answer your question, I'll be honest, guys, we look at a lot of the stuff that you do and we're, we're, we pale in comparison to the way that you guys are, you know, when you go to Google, I mean, you guys have dominated search. And I and I'm envious of it, honestly. Like I really am. Um, and so the review. Thank you. <laughs> we got one win. All right, good. No, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, but you look at we don't have relationships. We yeah, have, we have we to have fight to... for every conversion. Like it's still, even though um, there's envy to us in that 17 percent because we don't we can't generate that because we're starting every relationship anew. Totally. Right? So we have to win them through videos and we have to win them through delivering um, reviews, reviews, sales, things like we, that. We, we have That's to have your, reviews like we we have, we need more and more reviews because we're not coming in from a trusted partner. Right. And that's why I talked about this is that we're still fighting uphill. Now, obviously, when you got 700, you know, Zillow reviews, that helps a lot, but not necessarily against you. It helps against it's why I have item number three is, is when I'm competing against an agent that's relying on a relationship and I got six, 700 reviews or more importantly, 500 in their zip code right. and they have one or two, they're in trouble where you may, you may not be as in trouble because you came from their lender. Well, that's the thing. When someone else, t there's no 
There's no better compliment than having somebody else give you that compliment. And so and that, that just goes back to when somebody's te- when someone tees you up. So the, the Quicken reviews matter to you more because that's where the, or the Quicken advertising creates that first level of trust and then they're able to transfer their trust well, to you. Take Quicken or any other partner or that whatever we're, getting, partner yeah, we're getting business from before we get, before we get to the consumer, yeah. they've already talked about us. Right. Hey, I'm going to, you know, we work with one of the number one teams in the country. They're going to be reaching out. They, they know what they're doing. They're great. And the consumer, because everyone's so busy, they're just waiting on that call. So they're not really, they're not shopping you like... If I go online, the first person I see is you guys. So you're going to get the first call. The question is, the competition, where does that come into play? No, they're going to, yeah, they're going to lie to us because that's what they do first. No, I'm not really looking, right? Like you <laughs> fill out five fucking forms over the last three days. You're not looking? I know everybody in your family, right? Like, and they're like, no, just, really, we're not looking, right? <laughs> this is just a public service announcement. There may be foul language used on this podcast. Thank you. Continue listening. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. Okay. All right. Talks. Well, I, 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 we got we to gotta touch other topics. So to me, it's funny because as we were talking to a lot of partner, a lot of friends from California, they were talking about how the grind is back. And what we saw here locally, that their sales were off in January by 10% and uh, 8% in February. I think March has come back a lot stronger, but it doesn't sound like you're not as affected by the grind. But it's because of... Listen, right now, suppression has worked to our benefit because... That's a big word. It, but it's true. So mm-hmm. let me tell you, it, it's very easy to figure out. It's logical. As the amount of transactions may slowly start to... may Are slowing down right now. The partnerships that we have are looking at all the relationships, right? And they're saying, now, we got to trim the bottom 20% because we need to put our clients in the trusted hands of people that can close them, right? So as they tighten up their network we become the beneficiary of that because we're in the top 5% in every marketplace for all of our partnerships based on talent, based on tech, based on whatever. So because they're tightening up, we actually are getting more leads in because they know that we can close them. So it helps us. Yeah, It helps us. Well, I mean, this feeds the theory that I have of that uh, teams are going to win out over individual agents because the... um, they want to send more leads to the better partners. They have to right? because now they look, every partnership I have is tightening up their network. Every one of them, literally every one of them, the major ones. Right. Yeah. And they're doing it because it's smart. They're saying, look, I have a thousand leads here. Am I, am I going to give it to everybody? What it also does too, is it builds more loyalty within your network. And, and I say that because, and I, and I, I've talked to, you know, I've helped Open Door build their referral network. I've helped a lot of people build their referral network because I know how to do it. And it's, it's very simple. You got to have loyalty within your network. How do you get loyalty within your network? How do you get, how do you get it to where if I call you... serve you, donuts. You could do that. <laughs> Sometimes I don't know. Work. Right. Some, by the way, I'm opening a donut shop. Did you guys see that? <laughs> did you see it? Are you shitting me right now? I did not. No. Uh, I swear to God. Okay. okay. What's the name of it? I mean, Buster George's donuts. 160 pounds soaking wet and he's opening up a donut shop. I was more like, more like I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you're not going to eat there, but everybody else has got it. I'm so excited for it, actually. Like, not Is it going to be near Aintree in the 101? No. Oh, dang it. On Fifth and Roosevelt downtown, we have a, I have a coffee oh, business, wow. and so Smooth Brew, we're opening up our new Smooth Brew down there next door that we had open space, and I was uh, in a magazine like a month ago on a plane, and it and I looked, and it's called the Dapper Donut. They franchise it, right? And I was like, you know what? 
I want one. I we want a donut donuts. shop. And we yeah. also are going to do a general store. So it's going to be called Buster George's Donuts and General Store. And because we have our liquor license at the coffee shop. So we can sell beer, wine, and then we're going to have ice cream. We're going to have How donuts. are we not doing the podcast from there? It's not. Right. Right. Oh. <laughs> okay, two we're weeks. Uh, two weeks. We're going to Salesforce and the coffee shop yeah. in two weeks. So the, two I, weeks say, I feel like I'm in the money pit right now. The, Hold on. The name Anybody is, a Tom Hanks fan? No? The, the name Am I the of only the one? store is so funny because my, my parents had a pug that passed away like, I don't know, four or five weeks ago. And he was 15 years old. And his name I'm waiting Buster for the funny G- part. No, his name was Buster George. <laughs> oh. So the, the logo is Buster George's Donuts in general store, but the logo is a pug just smashing a donut in his mouth. Yeah. So, I don't know. So I'm super excited about that. Wow. Yeah. Entrepreneur. That's what I'm saying is, is that he accentuates the idea that it, you're – I don't know that agents have got the clue yet that they're going to have to up their game because now you're dealing with entrepreneurs that are running their business and they're insatiable about dominating. Oh, yeah. Do you not get the feeling from the guy, right? Like like he's going to run over everybody, right? (laughs) But with class. Well, in a nice car. If there's anyone in this country that I owe an apology to, it's you, believe me. Like... When we went, what? when I, well, I just, I, I kind of crossed, I kind of did some stuff I shouldn't have done a, like a few months ago. And I was like, in a, I was having a bad day and I made a comment that I shouldn't have made. And I, and I, and I can say on this podcast. You're a I, dick, Jason. I, really, oh, yeah. <laughs> I do. And I, and I, I didn't I, even remember. I, I just don't remember. Yeah. I know, but I'm like, a salesman. Like, I don't like remember past just, six weeks. You gotta be like, listen, also <laughs> friendships are important too in this business. So people talk. So people talk well about somebody. And I always wanted to be the person that with character that ran their company with character, integrity, always did the right thing. Because we see it so many times, especially when agents are struggling, you know, though, or they just they have to win, but they win by trashing others. And that's not how you win. You don't right. win that way. Right. You win by saying, you know what, they're great. I'm well, just better. Yeah. No, no, but no, no. But <laughs> if somebody came in and like mm. and started no, but you trashing, always present your best is what I meant. I didn't yeah, 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 yeah. So um but I tell you this. You have to. I don't know how. I really don't. I don't know how the average agent makes it. You know, I mean, I couldn't imagine how hard it was if you don't have relationships. And like- because this hasn't totally wiped it out. Yeah. Because partnerships haven't wiped out relationships. And when you think about the average agent, we talk a lot about this. Who's really in trouble right now? From Because in our perspective, when we first started looking at it, we're like, man, the part-timers are going to get run out of this business and the full-timers are going to be left. And then what you had a few uh, more no. weeks of sleep, and then you came. In yeah, and no, like and I realized that actually, and he calls the part timers. Like, it's gonna... the other way around, right? The other way around. But what it is is that the part time agents, because they have a secondary source of income, will be able to survive because their spouse or their their roommate or you know, I mean their partner or whatever sexual preference it is has income, so they can only do one deal every three years and still make it. They're so therefore, right. they can keep that license. But if you're making seventy thousand or eighty thousand or ninety thousand dollars a year as the breadwinner, as the breadwinner, and you lose twenty five percent of your sales because of these items, you now need to go get a job. That's what I'm saying. It's very true. And I don't know. I mean, even take open houses. I used to do open houses all the time. That's how I built my book of business, right? Without partnerships. And it's crazy now because I see my agents doing open houses. People will pull up, then they'll be in front of an open house. Where before they had to walk in to check out the house, yeah. they'll pull it up in the internet and be like, nope, not for us. And they'll just move on. Yes. Like, it's so hard. Well, to that, the, the, the skill of learning, yeah. I mean, and we're, we're still we're, we're still open house believers. No, I, I, I am Hardcore. too. Oh, right. But, but why not? This, no, but, okay, but, but, but do the, that, the difference right? in our open house is where we're going is, is 
uh, be the listing agent because then the buyer comes directly to the listing agent now and because they have they don't need an agent so therefore you win by more listings listings beget listings then because the you market your listing the buyer comes in because they don't want to talk to anybody except for the listing agent is yep. what we started to see more and more and yeah. more as they target the because you know we do a lot of we're a good partner with Zillow we love Zillow we do a lot of business with them but a lot of those leads are people wanting to just call us because we're the listing agent and it's putting a lot of pressure on that relationship because now their buyers in my house and then they call back for a second time for a second look and then they're like do you know a lender and then they're like oh I want to use my friend and I'm like the deal's over right what am I supposed to do right no but even take that aside people will call. And they'll only want to talk to the listing agent because they feel as though they can get some type of credit if you have, if you're representing them as well. Like the consumers wise end up in that process as well and understand now Absolutely. people are more aware that, oh, that's just money in my pocket. If I use the listing agent, I can probably put more money in my pocket because now they don't have to pay a buyer broker. I can do this on my own. Now, there's some, there's some technical difficulties with that, with dual agency, I think personally, but at the same time, it is what it is right now. I mean, you know, but as a team... You you can be the listing agent and then the other agent 100%. can represent the person, 100%. right? Like, so teams can, 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 can mute that, I, I believe. So, and still offer, everybody can still have representation because I believe that everybody should have representation, but you still ultimately represent the seller. I represent the seller, even though I might not, you know, cause I'll, I'll not have met that buyer. Yeah. And, and uh, but, but going back to your average agent, I mean, I don't know how you survive. Like I literally sit back and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know. Well, this is where we have our commercial come in because we're going to offer training from the from Agent <laughs> Truth. No, honestly, because they're going to have to up their game. They're going to need more training. Thank you for listening. Now more than ever, it is important to put the consumer first. Check us out on all major streaming platforms like SoundCloud, iTunes, Player FM, Google Play, and Stitcher. Information about one-on-one -on -one coaching or solution events, text 480-530-7972.